Hey guys, welcome to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue, and uh, today we're going to be talking about the desire to please, the desire to make people in your life happy, and uh, how it can make you very unhappy, okay? So today we're going to talk about when when pleasing you is destroying me, when pleasing you is killing me, when when taking care of you is ruining me, okay? So this lesson is probably designed best for type twos who are very much pleasers and uh, givers and helpers, but I'm sure it can relate to a few other types out there as well. Uh, before we get started, um, welcome to this channel. Thank you for subscribing. And uh, in the description below is a link to my website where uh, you can uh, access some free information. Also, uh, I do coaching appointments with people. Uh, based on the Enneagram, uh, oftentimes people want to know their type or they want to uh, ask some questions about how to be, you know, more uh, effective in life or more present to life and how their Enneagram, you know, plays into that and even relationships. And so I do a lot of relationship coaching as well. But all that information is there. Thank you to my patrons. I really appreciate your support for this channel. So let's get into this information today. And I want to say from the beginning that my desire is to help, okay? I never claim that I fully understand every type or understand, you know, what's going on perfectly. Uh, you may not understand what's going on perfectly in your own mind, much less me to try to understand. But I want to offer help, suggestions, advice, encouragement, um, and maybe just give you a fresh or a different way of thinking about some of the patterns and, and compulsions and impulses that perhaps you get stuck in over time. And we want to talk about this desire to please, um, this desire to make the people in your life happy, this desire to, uh, to serve others and to be of benefit to others. And let's just begin by saying, especially of the twos, you know, that, that we appreciate that. That is a very noble and desirable characteristic to want to make others' lives better and to want to, to put other people's needs ahead of your own. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's great. That's why people are drawn to you. It's great to want to take care of people and to want to be nice and to want to be compassionate and to want to be loving. And I need to say from the beginning that I really appreciate this about my own wife, who is a two-wing one, is that desire to just be there to take care of others, to support others, to help others, to encourage others is a great thing. And when two show up, you know, present to life and healthy, they are a dynamic force to be reckoned with and they make our lives better. Okay. But like every type, every type can become unhealthy um, and every type can become problematic. And so your impulses and your compulsions, just like everybody else, if they're not guarded, if they're not uh, managed, if they're not mediated or moderated or however you want to say it, if they're if they're left to their own, uh, they can become um, troublesome for yourself and and in this way even you know ruin your own health, okay, and ruin the very relationships that you're seeking to protect. So let's dive in and talk a little bit about what this is this this need to be pleasing. And I like to think of twos as being, you know, pleasers. I know they're called the givers. I know they're called the helpers. But I think down beneath that, you know, that um, those actions is the desire really to be a person that is pleasing. And again, that's a noble desire. But I think maybe sometimes we underestimate, you know, the self-protective uh, mechanisms that can be behind that. And it's good for us to examine those things, to sort of shine the light on them. And it may be uncomfortable at times, but I think it's important for you to kind of, 
you know, deconstruct your personality a little bit and, and look at uh, why you're motivated and prompted to do what it is you do. And, uh, you know, keep the good, keep the good, but then don't let, you know, the negatives uh, end up, be, end up crippling you or crippling your relationships. So at the, at the heart of, you know, being a pleaser or a people pleaser um, is the desire to be nice or to be understood as being a nice person. Of course, that's a hard word to define. I mean, how do you define nice? One person being nice is another person's, you know, uh, bore, you know, nice guys finish last. Okay. And we'll even say in, about people that, well, you know, so-and-so is a nice person, but, and then usually there's that, but afterwards, like they're nice, but, you know, I don't see this relationship going anywhere or they're a nice person, but I'm really not attracted to them. Okay. So sometimes nice can have sort of a negative connotation, you know, like, well, he's a nice guy, but, you know, and, and the desire to be nice in itself, you know, is a good thing. We should all strive to be nice people. We should all strive to take other people's feelings into consideration. And again, I've said before in previous videos that I'm not responsible for your feelings, and I shouldn't try to take responsibility for your feelings, and I shouldn't try to manipulate your feelings by my behavior, but I need to be conscious of your feelings, and I should take your feelings into consideration, but ultimately, you know, I can't make people like me. I can't make people want to be my friend. I can't make people be kind to me. I can be as nice as I wanna be, but you know, if there's something inherently flawed in the other person, let's say there's a prejudice or there's just, you know, some resentment in that person, or maybe I remind them of somebody they didn't like. There's nothing I can do, no matter how nice I am, to force that person to like me, to force that person to never complain or get angry with me or get upset with me. And thinking that I can control that environment by how nice I am is just going to lead to frustration. I'm going to think either that person's, you know, inherently flawed, which they may be, or I'm going to think maybe I need to step up my game and be even nicer, or there's something inherently flawed in me. And if when, when I attach, you know, that this needs to be the case, that they must like me, or they must not have conflict with me, or they must not... Well, people are free to do what they want and people are free. I must respect their freedom and real love respects people's freedom and says people are free to like me if they want to and they're free to dislike me if they want to. And it can't matter to me. It can't ruin my life. I can't attach my self-esteem and my sense of self-worth to what other people think about me. Um, I need to go to bed at night saying I treated those people well and I was nice to them. And if they want to respond, you know, in a, in, a, um, in a positive way to that, great. I desire that, but it's not mandatory. And I think that is a huge, you know, bit of relief to you if you find yourself prone to being a people pleaser is just to let people off the hook and recognize everybody has freedom. And there's nothing I can do that mandates that a person must like me or that a person must, you know, um, respond positively to me. Um, and they're free and, and it's okay if they don't. And it, and I still need to love those people.
I still should be nice in a sense of respecting that boundary. Uh, if a person chooses that I'm not their favorite, you know, that's okay. That's all right. They have their uh, desires and calling and direction in life and I have mine. And I'm not going to necessarily lose sleep over the fact because this is easy for me to say as a seven because I'm not struggling with worth and value. You know, twos, threes, fours, you know, are struggling with worth and value. And if you're not, if you're not careful, you can attach, you know, your sense of your value and your self-worth and even your identity, you know, to how people are responding to you. And so you can, you can start to believe, you know, that, that if, if I'm nice, it's like armor, you know, it's like my suit of armor because, you know, I need people to, to, uh, to show me that I'm a person of worth and value. And, you know, you attract more flies with honey than with vinegar. And so I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to moderate myself. I'm going to not speak up, you know, when maybe I should speak up and I'm not going to tell people no, I'm not going to have strong boundaries with people, uh, all because I need people to, to let me know that I'm, that I'm a, a, a good, loving, nice, kind, you know, person of worth and value. But again, remember, you are a person of worth and value, even if you struggle with knowing that at times. You have intrinsic value and worth simply because uh, of, of your DNA, simply because you're created in the image of God, simply because you uh, exist as a human. You have, um, uh, you know, worth, immense worth and value, so much so that if somebody were to kill you, they would go to prison. Um, in the old days, their life would be taken for taking your life. You have tremendous worth and value. Every baby you pick up, whether they're nice or not, or whether they've achieved anything or attained anything in life, um, they are of immense value and worth. And that doesn't change simply because you're in your 20s or your 40s. You are a person of worth and value, okay? When, when that becomes foggy and, and you can lose sight of your worth and value, then you might go off in an effort to try to, to establish that worth and value. And one way to do that is to become valuable to people, to become valuable to them by what you give them, by, what you, um, by how you make them feel, by uh, meeting their needs. And, and so the hope is, is these people will want me around because of the value I add to them. Um, and so what happens sometimes is, especially for twos, is they can lose sight of taking care of themselves in, in, a, in a bid or in an effort to take care of others. I must become, see the compulsion? I must become a person of worth and value to these important people in my life um, so that I can then be sure of my own worth and value. And, and when you lose sight of your intrinsic worth and value, you will then seek to establish that in some extrinsic way. And the extrinsic way is, I am, I am needed by you. I, I am needed by you. Um, and therefore, then you'll love me because you need me. And that's really kind of backwards, you know. Um, I will make you need me and therefore, then you'll love me. It's really kind of backwards if you think about it. It usually works the other way. I love you, you know, and therefore now because I love you, I need you in my life. Um, this can get twisted sometimes with twos. Is is they they're they're creating a sense of dependency in the other person to establish their own sense of worth and value. So they're nice to others, but who are they not nice to? 
Sometimes they're not nice to themselves. Sometimes as twos, you're not nice to yourself. You're not, you're not giving the same attention and care to your own needs as you are to others. In fact, you know, you might even have the idea that taking care of yourself is selfish. Like taking care of your own needs and giving yourself space and taking a break and taking a rest and just enjoying, you know, your time to do your thing, that that is selfish because all these people out there, you know, they need your help, they need your assistance, and you're spending your best hours of your day, you know, in leisure taking care of yourself. And so that might even feel like taking care of yourself is the wrong thing to do. Uh, but if you don't take care of yourself, eventually, you know, you're not going to be able to take care of others. You're not going to be able to show up in a way that's helpful to others because you won't have the energy. Not only will you not have the energy, but you won't have the emotional energy because often, you know, your desire is that people would reciprocate that kindness and reciprocate that love and reciprocate that 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 goodness and that gentleness and that appreciation to you that you're showing to them. You're honestly showing love and showing kindness and showing grace and all that. And your hope, you know, is that those people in a perfect world would reciprocate that and, and want you in their life, want you to be present in their lives. That only makes sense, you know. Um, but sometimes they don't reciprocate. Sometimes the other types start to take you for granted. You know, I know I do. Sometimes we start to take the twos in our life for granted and we just kind of expect them to show up. We just kind of expect it. Well, of course you're going to be there. Of course you're going to say those kind words. Of course you're going to show up when I have a need. And so we just start to take the twos for granted, which when you are taken for granted and you are take and you're not appreciated for the contribution that you're making and you're also, you find it hard, you know, to speak up and uh, risk causing, you know, upset feelings by voicing your complaint. So the two doesn't, you know, their whole goal is to be pleasing. And so when they're upset and they're feeling that resentment and feeling that bitterness and feeling that frustration, they may not speak up. You may not feel like you're allowed to speak up and share that with the important people in your life because you don't want to be unpleasing. And you don't want to call attention to the fact that, that serving people and giving people is tiresome work. You don't want to call attention to that because you're not wanting necessarily to be patted on the back. You're not wanting, you know, the, the spotlight to be on you. That's the whole point. You want the spotlight not to be on you, to be on others. But this can, you know, when, when it's not reciprocated to the level in which, you know, it should be, or you feel like it should be, there's a tendency for you to feel unwanted, uncared for, unappreciated, and that is going to build up, you know, sort of a recipe for resentment within you, bitterness, frustration, um, and really, let's call it what it is, anger and hurt and hurt. It's probably going to show up like feelings of hurt or feelings of being unloved. And so here you are, you know, wearing yourself out, loving people around you while all the time, you know, or some of the times at least, feeling like you're not being loved yourself or why won't others, you know, demonstrate the same care and concern for me? And that's a very uncomfortable place to be. You know, that's a very discouraging place to be. And, and what it can be kind of proving to you is that this pleasing of people isn't always an effective strategy. 
it, it doesn't always work like you think it would work. You don't always, it doesn't always bring about the response that you might expect it to bring about. You expect that if I'm going to take care of all these people and be nice and, and temper my, my attitude and not be mean and not be ugly and not be hateful and, and you know, that it will, that it will then cause the people in my life to want me and want to be around me and love me and care for me and never say anything, you know, mean to me and never, you know, be ugly to me or rude to me. But what real life often teaches us is that doesn't always work. It, it's not a perfect strategy. And I think one of the reasons is, is because, and this is going to be a hard truth that you already know, but something that you need to hear and maybe think about you know, is life is not fair. Life is not fair. Because people will not necessarily respond to you the way your actions, you know, you feel your actions deserve. Um, in a perfect world, you know, you take care of somebody and you love them and you give them attention and you meet their needs and then they would respond the same way to you. Um, but life is not fair. Life does not always work out that way. And sometimes the, the nice guy finishes last. You know, sometimes the nice guy doesn't, you know, win the trophy, doesn't, you know, get the uh, response. They, they get broken up with too, just like everybody else. You know, people also, you know, want to uh, not only uh, need you, but they, they themselves want to be needed by you. And you may not be giving much room for the other person to do for you, you know, to take care of you. And and so the other people, part of their need is that they themselves want to be needed by you. And if you don't let them, you know, um, okay, well, let's let's keep going here. I'm, I'm getting kind of ahead of myself. Um, so people pleasing can can become, you know, a, uh, a dangerous a dangerous place to be because um, your self-esteem can end up getting all tied up with how much you're doing for others and how much, you know, of service you're providing to others. And um, it's, it's not a magic formula. It doesn't work every time, you know, um, you can still, no matter how much you do for others, end up being rejected end up being um, unwanted, end up being alone. And I think really at the end of the day, you know, that's that's part of what it, what this is all about is there is a deep fear or a deep, you know, loathing of those kinds of things in your life. Like who wants to be rejected? Who wants to be, you know, unwanted? You know, who wants to be alone? Who wants to be yelled at or, um, or you know, somebody to be upset with you or to always be in conflict or, or turmoil. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. And so like as a little kid, you kind of got it figured out that, you know, if I'm nice and I'm kind and I'm pleasing and I, and I take care of, you know, people in my family, then, then I can avoid a lot of those painful feelings and a lot of those painful emotions that, uh, that I don't want. Um, well, that's not always true. Um, even, you know, twos who are very, pleasing oriented, sometimes have difficulties in marriage, sometimes have difficulties in their relationships, and sometimes end up getting divorced 
and sometimes end up feeling unloved and unwanted. So it's a it's not a perfect strategy. It's it's a fallen strategy that doesn't always work the way it should because life is not fair. We do not live in the Garden of Eden, and all of these you know enneagram types are broken paths uh, to get through a broken world. And yes, often being nice and being kind and being thoughtful and being helpful does protect you from a lot of negative uh, feedback, but it doesn't always work perfectly. And it doesn't always force people, you know, to care about you or to be uh, thoughtful of you. Um, sometimes people, you know, for whatever reasons are, are just, you know, having a bad day or, you know, are frustrated or angry and uh, they're not required, you know, to treat you the way you really deserve to be treated. So um, <clears throat> being nice is not the same thing as being authentic, okay? Being nice is not the same thing as being real. And, you know, sometimes your desire to be nice can keep you from being authentic with people. The reality is, and, and this is hard to, to hear, but the reality is, is you shouldn't be nice to everybody. There are people in your world that their desire is to exploit you, okay? Their desire is to manipulate you, to exploit you, and to rob you of anything that they can get out of you, okay? There are people that are users, that are abusers, that are mean-spirited, that are only in in it for whatever they can get for themselves. And they will take from you if you give them the opportunity. Those kinds of people that exist, you shouldn't be nice to them. Um, you should be straightforward and direct with them. You should have boundaries against them. But see, nice people or people pleasers sometimes feel like it's wrong to have boundaries. It's wrong to tell people no. It's not nice to tell people no. But to be nice, you must also be nice to yourself. Okay, you need to be respectful of yourself and of your own body and of your own will and of your own emotions and own all of those even if they're painful. And think about this, guys. This is a seven telling you this about owning painful emotions, okay? Which is hard for sevens to do. It's hard for sevens to have boundaries too because we want everybody to like us and we want to get along with everybody and we want everybody to feel good, right? But the reality is there are people, I have to lean on my eight wing and twos, you guys go to eight. That eight is there for a reason. And that reason is most of all, so that you'll say no to people so that you'll deal with conflict when it's there not run away from it and say, it's too painful. People might up, be upset. They might reject me further if I if I call out bad behavior. That eight is there for a reason. That one is there for a reason. You know, uh, go down the list and, uh, and do what needs to be done. And what needs to be done sometimes is people need to be confronted. You might need to go to that eight and, you know, and have it out with people in a kind, loving, caring way. Um, but, you know, um, to actually sit down and discuss with them what the problem is or to let your boundaries be known. And, you know, if you really care about protecting yourself, uh, there's other strategies than just being nice. Um, another strategy is being honest and being authentic and being direct and being straightforward and setting people down and looking them in the eye and say, look, you know, we're not, we're not having good communication in our relationship or we're not, you know, on the same page, or I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. 
And uh, I'm not going to continue to support and to encourage this kind of behavior. That can be hard, you know, but that also is a protective strategy that you might need to to incorporate into your into your toolbox, you know, to have a, a more healthy, a more fulfilling and more authentic, real relationship. So your goal, you know, should not necessarily always be to be nice. Your goal should be to be honest, to be uh, truthful. Um, you know, conflict avoidance is not um, a part of healthy relationships. Conflict management is. Conflict management is a part of healthy relationships. Conflict avoidance um, will get you into trouble. There are times when you have to speak up and you have to say, this is unacceptable behavior. I'm not going to tolerate this. This is not show my, uh, this is not show me worth and show me value. And what's funny is twos can often do this in protection of others. You know, if somebody else is being humiliated or mistreated, the two will often rush in there and protect that person. Uh, but we got to do that with ourselves as well. It's not wrong for you to stand up for yourself and say, Hey, I'm not going to tolerate this kind of treatment. I'm not going to tolerate this kind of, of behavior. This is not loving. You know, this is not kind to me. And that can be a real challenge sometimes when your goal is to, you know, just be pleasing and just be kind uh, at whatever cost. So being afraid of neg negative emotions, I get it. I'm a seven. I don't like negative emotions either, but sometimes, you know, um, you, you might have to sit there for a while and say, you know, even if everybody did abandon me, even if I was all alone, even if, you know, people did reject me, I would survive that. You know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I would go on. Life would go on. My eyes wouldn't melt. My hair wouldn't catch on fire. Um, you know, my skin wouldn't fall off. I would be able to survive that. And ultimately, if everybody rejected me, I would still have worth and value because my worth and value doesn't come from other people or their estimation of me. My worth and value comes intrinsically from my DNA of who I am and that I've been made for a purpose. My value and my worth are not determined by what people think of me or by how people treat me or how people you know, respond to me. I want them. There's a desire. That's a good desire. I, I desire for people to treat me well. I desire for people to reciprocate love and kindness and grace. And it's totally fine if it's a desire. It's when it becomes a must, ought, or should. When people must treat you this way, when people ought to, when people need to, when people have to, then it becomes very rigid. And in that rigidness, it's not flexible anymore. And things that aren't flexible often break. And it could be your self-esteem that's going to break. It could be the relationship that's going to break. Um, and so much better to have a flexible mindset to say, I really desire, you know, for people to treat me nicely. I really desire, you know, for my husband or my wife, you know, to be responsive to me. I really desire for my household to get along and to love each other and to love me and everybody to treat each other well. I really desire all these things, but I recognize that people don't always behave the way they should and people don't always respond that way. And my self-esteem is not going to be tied to their behaviors or their responses. And so I, I have to be willing to not be afraid to deal with negative stuff and to face negative things like rejection, like um, uh, abandonment, like uh, anger, and that those things all need to be processed and dealt with. And that's what it means to be real. That's what it means to be authentic. And that's what it means to be balanced as a person. Okay. Um, 
so let's see what else constructively dealing with with conflict rather than it just you know sitting inside you and becoming bitterness and becoming resentment which it easily can be when you don't process those upset feelings when somebody doesn't respond when you give and give and give and and love and serve and take care of others and then they they don't appreciate that and they they fail to show you the appreciation that you know your your actions deserve you know that's a hard blow and they probably don't even know they're aware are aware that they've done that to you they don't even sense that you know often and then you don't want to say anything about it because you don't want to upset them further and make it worse for yourself and so often in that kind of frustration and hurt you know you just kind of go quiet and um um, again, bitterness can grow, you know, resentment can grow. And when you think about it, you end up kind of doing the very thing that you don't want to ever happen. You end up kind of sabotaging the relationship because of all that hurt, bitterness and resentment that's growing within you. And it's got to come out. And the way it comes out is you're going to have to sit down and talk to the people in your family and you're going to have to process those, those negative feelings um, some of them with them and some of them on your own um, to just to, to recognize that hurt, to accept it, to express it, and then maybe to, you know, let it go. Um, and that's going to be a painful process that is not going to be easy, I'm sure. Um, okay. Uh, but if you don't want to sabotage your own relationships with bitterness, resentment, and anger and frustration and hurt, then it's got to be processed and it has to be dealt with. Okay. So, um, you know, let's talk about a little bit more about people pleasers. Um, the, I, I want to read uh, the Ten Commandments of People Pleasing in a book by uh, um, Breaker. I don't remember her first name. Let me see. Really good book. Um, Harriet Breaker, um, The Disease to Please, if you want to pick up this book. Okay. Uh, the Ten Commandments of People Pleasing. Number one. I should always do what others want, expect, or need from me. Wow. Um, I should always, always do what others need, want, expect from me. Okay, number two. I should take care of everyone around me, whether they ask for help or not. Number three. I should always listen to everyone's problems and try my best to solve them. I don't, I don't have the energy for that, guys. I just don't. I mean, I, I, I love people and I want to help people, but every time, every person, I should always be nice and never hurt anyone's feelings. What if somebody's attacking you? What if somebody's mistreating you? What if somebody's humiliating you? I should always be nice and never hurt anyone's feelings. And again, remember, you can't hurt people's feelings. Uh, you need to take people's feelings into consideration. But, you know, you can say you can say the meanest thing to somebody and they just roll it off their shoulders. You know, I mean, think about like prison guards. My brother was a prison guard for years. Right. You know, those prisoners, they say all kinds of nasty, mean things. I mean, that's kind of their job is to be ugly, mean and nasty. Right. And the prison guards job is to not let it bother them. And so, you know, when those prisoners are yelling all these obscenities at you. Um, you just can't take any of that stuff to heart. You just have to let it roll off your back. Um, so some people are better at that than others. You know, some people, you know, they are able to withstand a lot of criticism in life and they just let it roll off their back and, you know, basically essentially ignore it. They don't let it affect their self-esteem. 
you might want to ask yourself, you know, why do, do other people's comments affect me so uh, dramatically? Why do other people's feelings about me dram so affect me so dramatically? I need to let other people's feelings be their feelings. And then I need to start, you know, managing my own feelings about myself. I need to start, you know, taking responsibility for my own feelings and not necessarily so much responsibility for how everybody else feels about me. Okay. I should always be nice and never hurt anyone's feelings. Again, no, you shouldn't. Um, when somebody comes up and, you know, starts harassing you for money in the parking lot, or, you know, starts jiggling the door handle of your car at a, at, a, at a stop sign, you shouldn't be nice to those people. You should be very self-protective. And there's other ways to protect yourself besides being nice. Sometimes you can protect yourself by screaming at them or by yelling at them or telling them to stop and to back up and to get away. Um, okay, I should I should always put other people first before me. I should always put other people first before me. Um, well, certainly, you know, toddlers, infants, children, you know, when people are at risk, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but you know, if you deteriorate by neglect, neglecting yourself, I mean, think about the, the paradox of this as a two, um, is I, I want other people to love me and, and to be, uh, true to me and to take care of me and to, and to meet my needs. So that's what generates a lot of the behavior is I meet other people's needs. I take care of other people. I'm there for other people. And the hope is, is that will be reciprocated and they will, they will love me and care for me and all that. Okay. I want people at the end of the day, I want people to love me and care for me and, and take care of me, but I don't myself. Look at the paradox. I don't take care of myself. I minimize my own needs. I minimize my own wants and desires. I minimize my own voice until maybe you don't even hear your own needs and your own desires anymore. Think of that paradox, okay? Other people have to come first, right? And then I have to come last. And again, that's very admirable in most situations, okay? In most situations, that's very admirable. But when you make that a always, must, always, it's very rigid, it's very rigid, Okay, um, I should never say no to anyone. I, I have to go back to that first one. When you, um, when other people's needs come first, you know, when's your day off? When's your day off? If you will run yourself out of energy chasing after other people's demands and their list of what needs to be done to the point that you have no real energy left to draw from, you know, to to really, um, you know, have any strength of your own because you're at their event taking care of that. You're at this, you know, taking care of this, you're at their whatever. And it's like, when, when is there any time for you to just recharge? You know, when is there any time for you to just breathe? And, um, um, you know, you gotta have that margin. You gotta have that downtime, uh, to recharge. Um, and it's not selfish of you to know you need that. Okay, so where was I? Uh, I will never say no to anyone who needs or requests something of me. Really? What if they need something that you're not supposed to give? You know, what if it's, you know, the boy on the first date, you know, on the second date that's, you know, putting pressure on you? You can't say no. Um, 
Okay, you can see that I don't want my kids to live like this. You know, I want them to be able to say no. What if somebody's offering them something that they, they shouldn't have or shouldn't be doing or, you know, they can't say no. No is is a very powerful word that needs to be a part of all of our vocabularies. I should never disappoint anyone or let others down in any way. Well, you're going to. You're going to disappoint people. You're going to let others down and people are going to disappoint you. I should always be happy and upbeat and never show any negative feelings to others. Again, that's impossible unless you just are false, unless you just pretend, unless you just have a false front. That's not genuine. That's not authentic. And you don't, you wouldn't expect anybody else to, to behave like that. Uh, we all have our bad days. We all get in over our heads. We all get frustrated at times. And that's just part of what it means to be human. It's, it's how we handle those things that matter. But I should always be happy and upbeat, always, and never show any negative feelings to others. What if others need you to show them what's wrong so that they'll change, so that they'll realize that, you know, that they're behaving badly? Um, I should always try to please others, other people, and make them happy. Really? You should always try to please people and make them happy? What about when your kids are misbehaving, you know? What about when they're being ugly and rude and nasty and hurtful? Then should you try to make them happy then or should you correct them, right? What if the person next to you is being rude and nasty to a neighbor? Should you should you ignore that and try to make them happy and try to be pleasing to them? Or should you help the situation by standing up and taking a stand and rebuking somebody? I should try never to burden others with my own needs or problems. But see, a relationship you know, isn't a servant and a master, you know, this isn't I dream of genie, right? A servant and a master. A relationship is two people that mutually need uh, from each other and mutually meet each other's needs. And part of the reason I love my wife, you know, is that is that I'm able to do things for her. When I, when I do something for her, I feel like I'm investing into her and investing into that relationship. If she doesn't let me meet any of her needs or even know she has needs, you know, if, if, if you're not letting the people in your life know that you have needs and letting them meet your needs, then they're missing a great part of, of the relationship. Think how much, you know, in your, in your, in your good days, you know, how much you enjoy meeting somebody's needs, how great that feels to know that you helped in some way or made somebody, you know, may brighten somebody's day. How how great does that feel for you when it works out and everything is, you know, perfect? How does that, how great does that feel? Well, you want other people to have that same feeling when they take care of you, right? Don't you want other people to be able to experience that joy of giving? Are you allowing them to, to give to you? Are you making it known where they could meet your needs? And then, you know, allowing them to come through uh, for you and experience that joy of helping you and of giving to you. Something to think about. All right, so here's the seven deadly shoulds. Other people should appreciate and love me because of all the things I do for them. Okay. And I, I'm not arguing that they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying they won't. All right. So when you know that they won't always respond this way, See how rigid that is? What we should say is, it's nice when other people appreciate me and love me. It makes me feel great when they appreciate me for what I've done for them. And that's true. That is true. But that they must or they should, because what are you going to do when they don't? 
because I guarantee you they're not always going to, you see, then either they're bad or I'm not trying hard enough. I need to step up my game and I need to do even more. Uh, so it can become like an addiction, you know, I need that person's appreciation or how do I know that I have any value? How do I know that I have any worth or any value if they don't appreciate me? But you do, remember, you do have worth and value. So yes, it's nice when people appreciate you. It's nice when people, you know, show their gratitude, uh, but they should, they ought to, they need to. Um, you're setting yourself up for some problems, aren't you? In your thinking, it's your thinking that's setting you up for problems. Because when they don't respond the way you think they should, Remember, they're free agents who can respond any way they want to. When they don't respond the way you think they should, then there's something wrong with them or there's something wrong with me. There may not be anything wrong. Um, people are allowed to have whatever responses they want to have. And then you have to then, you know, uh, be more, be understanding of that. Okay. Number two, other people should always like and approve of me because of how hard I work to please them. Um, other people are not always going to like and approve of you. Some people are just weird. Some people are, will just hate you because you're a woman or they'll hate you because you're a man or they'll hate you because you have the job that you have and they don't, or they'll be, they'll hate you because you're married to who you're married to, or they'll hate you because you remind them of their uncle Bob, you know, they're going to, they're going to dislike you because they just want to dislike you because you are so nice. They might despise you because you're nice. They might despise you because other people relate positively to you and they don't to them. Other people should always like and approve of me. When you hear that stated, do you think that's realistic? Again, uh, it would be nice. Why don't we say that? It would be nice if other people liked me and approved of me. It would be nice. And it's a great desire. But be careful when it becomes a should and ought and must other people should never reject or criticize me because I always try to live up to their desires and expectations. Okay, I have a problem with that last part. Um, if, you live, if you're trying to live up to other people's desires and expectations, what are your desires and expectations for yourself? Um, are other people setting the agenda for how you live? Are other people determining your life's purpose and plan? Um, shouldn't you have a voice and... Um, what your desire and expectations are for, for life. Other people should never reject or criticize me. Do you think that's realistic? Um, the very fact that you are working so hard at pleasing people can cause people to reject you because they say, oh, I can't be around that person. They're way too sugary. They're way too sweet. They're, they're, not, they're not authentic. They're not real. They're not genuine. People might start to think that and they might reject you. And, and the very thing that you're using, the very strategy you're using might actually bring about rejection. Then what do you do? You know, then how do you solve that? Become even more pleasing? You see, then you got a real problem. So you'll start to beat yourself up or you'll start to resent in anger and hatred and bitterness toward that person, or you'll start to be angry and hate and bitter toward yourself. Like there's something inherently flawed in me and you will continue to spiral downhill into even worse self-esteem and self-worth. Like, man, I can't make anybody happy, man. I can't make anybody, you know, content. I must really be terrible. I need to increase my efforts all the more, but it's a failed strategy. Okay.
and it can it can be greatly improved just by shifting your mind a little bit and and changing your mind a little bit that there are other strategies to self-protect not just being nice and kind sometimes being genuine authentic real and confronting problems when they happen can also be a great self-protective strategy that could balance you a little bit uh, other people should be kind and caring to me in return because of how well i treat them okay wouldn't it be nice if other people were kind and caring? Other people should never hurt me or treat me unfairly because I'm so nice to them. Other people will hurt you and other people will treat you unfairly because remember the premise, one of the first premises we talked about was life is unfair. Once you can accept that, that life doesn't reciprocate perfectly, that it is unfair, then you expect now for people to treat you unfairly because life by definition is unfair. Okay. Other people should never leave or abandon me because of how much I make them need me. Other people will leave and abandon you. They will grow up. They will leave. They will leave home. They will go off and uh, they will move away. Um, other people will leave. Other people will abandon. And sometimes um, there's nothing you can do about it. Other people should never be angry with me because I would go to any lengths to avoid conflict, anger, and confrontation with them. See, you're avoiding confrontation, but you can't help but be angry. You know, I mean, you can't help but when people say something or do something, you know, uh, you're going to respond at times with frustration, sometimes immediately. It's yours. It's your anger. It's your frustration. Um, but ignoring that that is there doesn't make it just go away. Acknowledging it, uh, seeing it, and then forgiving does make it, you know, but avoiding it doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily always the best way of dealing with it so it's great to have preferences it's great to have desires and it's great to state those as desires uh, those things should be stated as desires rather than oughts shoulds um there realize this there is no rational reason why anybody must like you there is no rational reason why anybody must follow any of those rules there's no rational reason um people are free to do what they want and um, no one has to love you and no one has to appreciate you. Um, even if you were to, you know, dance across the uh, aisle uh, to try to gain their approval, there's no rational reason why people have to give you their approval. And here's the awesome secret is you don't need it. It'd be nice to have it, but you don't need it. You don't need other people's approval. You don't need other people's um, appreciation. It's nice to have it. Um, but you know, think like when you're raising kids, kids don't, uh, the kids don't appreciate you disciplining them. They don't appreciate that. Um, but you don't do it for their appreciation and their approval. You do it because you love them, not because you need them to think you're great or think you're kind or think you're nice because at that moment they don't think that, but you do what's best for them because you love and care about them. So it's nice when people, um, appreciate and approve and respond with love toward you, but you don't need it. You don't need it um, because your self-worth and your identity has to be tied to something greater than their response to you. Or you're always subject to the whims of that person's emotions uh, and response of the moment. The bottom line is the only thing that you should eliminate are all of the shoulds and oughts from your life. Uh, how other people should behave, how other people ought to behave, all these demanding statements, um, you know, 
are not realistic and you can state them as desires and preferences and I think that's fine um, but you are setting yourself up for a lot of relational turmoil and a lot of problems and the people around you when it's when it becomes mandatory that they respond to you in, in the way that you think they should every day um, you know you kind of wake up with this sense of I have to prove myself I have to prove my worth and value by what I do uh, why isn't there a reservoir you know built up over time of of, um, you know, I know my family loves me and I know I love my family because of we've all, you know, cared for each other for years. We've taken care of each other. And there's this deep reservoir of of all of this that we've done for each other, this shared experience for each other. I don't have to prove that every day. I don't have to, you know, wake up and verify and validate myself and prove myself and my love for them um, every day anew. Uh, so perfection, no. Uh, striving for excellence, yes. Uh, every day I want to be the best dad I can be. Every day I want to be the best mom I can be, the best friend I can be. But um, you know, I I uh, I have to be gentle with myself and say I'm never going to do this perfectly. And uh, other people are not always going to respond to me the way I wish they would. Uh, but that doesn't mean they don't love me. Uh, maybe they're maybe they are loving me, and maybe it just looks different than and their needs are different than mine are. Okay, well, I hope this video is helpful. And like I said, you know, I I totally want to to be helpful. I don't want to be reprimanding or anything like that. I just want to, um, you know, things that I think about and things I'm learning uh, and processing. I want to share on with you to make your relationships as great as they can be and help you be as healthy and as balanced as possible. So blessings and uh, as always be present to life guys. Thank you.